Oh man, here we go. <laughs> Saturday, getting off work. It's like 5.15 about. So, always nice working on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, doesn't bother me as much, I guess. I've never, uh, I've always worked on weekends, so it is what it is. And uh, it was relatively, I mean, yeah, it was pleasant today compared to how it has been lately. So it's really cool. It's awesome having like uh, bonding experiences with, uh, with certain people and exchanging perspectives on, on cultures and backstories and where people come from. I always find that stuff super interesting. I, I always feel like if... Um, sorry, I'm getting distracted by all the crazy traffic as usual, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I always feel like, I don't know, we should be communicating more and not hiding behind, like, the social media garbage, uh, I'm not against it, and I've said that before, it's just that, um, I don't know, it's, it's just causing a lot of wedges, and there's a lot of garbage that comes in that people have to kind of like sift through in regards to people. So it's not like we're looking at people for who they actually are and what their experiences are that we feel like we have to filter this crap out and we aren't looking at them for who they are. It's just their opinions and, uh, points of view and stuff like that. And though, you know, I get it. A lot of us don't see eye to eye, but I do believe that if we were dealt the exact same cards as any person, if we like pointed at some random dude and we were, you know, dealt the same fucking exact cards straight from where they were born, the life experiences that they've had, the type of family model that they were born into, the type of uh, rules and perspectives and religions and... Uh, ethics or lack thereof, all these things get, get factored in and they get programmed into us and they mold how we perceive the world. These are the filters in which we look at the world and therefore as we perceive the world, we act accordingly in whichever way that we feel like is most justified and real and truthful for us. So, in essence, when we start looking at that, that's not to necessarily excuse people's behavior, and especially actions, but that is to say that I do believe that things would look differently if we refrain from our judgment about, you know, how people are or what we think that they might be according to how they look or how they may have acted previously or how they might be acting now or anything like that. And, um, I don't know. It sounds super lame as it's coming out of my mouth. It's like, like I'm some sort of like mommy figure that's like trying to spread some good in the world for everybody. Like, oh God, I just, the world's so crazy. If everyone just did this, we would just love each other. <laughs> but um, 
and I, I know that. I know that's not not feasible, and, and some people are just very, most people, especially right now, are just stuck in their perspectives, but I'm like, this is not what we need right now. This is why I disconnected from social media, at least for the time being, is to collect myself, to understand my identity, like where I came from, understand my programming and how that relates to the world and how it doesn't relate to the world and how it doesn't apply and how it doesn't help and to check myself. And I think a lot of people are in this right now. We're in this like middle of this great mass awakening. Whether you view it like that or not, I mean, I I totally wholeheartedly believe that that's what that this is. Uh, We got so much social discontent on top of a lot of end of times-esque bullshit, which I don't necessarily put all too much stock in in that, but, you know, it is alarming and concerning, but I, you know, oddly enough, I don't really think of myself as a an optimist, but I, I, I don't think that we were just like here to be obliterated into nothingness and have a fucking meltdown to the point where we can't transcend transcend barriers and I, I really feel like all this shit that's going on that is unpleasant is a call a call to unity a call to step into our identity, so to speak, a call to, and if we don't know what our identity is, a call to step back and withdraw and stop reacting to every little thing, every little action that somebody does, or every little word that somebody says, or any fucking facial expression somebody makes, or the the sound of the sigh that they make of discontentment, and it's just like, and we, we have gotten to this point where we're so sensitive as a human species we like don't we're just reactive we got like a hair trigger constantly all the time we take things so fucking personally and it's weird i i'm not immune to this either like i fucking do it i get i mean obviously rightfully so the past like handful of podcasts that i've like released that that's it man i was fucking in it for a while it was a fucking crazy asshole for for a week or so and granted this is like probably the worst that it's been uh that I've experienced that in my whole fucking life actually and that's including like a year ago when I lost my my marbles (laughs) and god damn the water's so good I'm gonna come out with like shirts that I'm just like god damn the water's so good Anyways, um, but yeah, I, I was in it, and fuck, man, but it, it was good, it was like a new, it was, it's weird, for as unpleasant as shit can get, and as much as, like, you're like, fuck, I'm losing my fucking mind, if we can hang in there, there, there's, and we take responsibility, too, if we can hang in there, and we take responsibility for our actions, and be proactive with what what we're feeling, whether it's good or bad, that we take a, a step back and we take an honest assessment of like where we're at 
and who we think that we are as far as our identity is, as far as we understand it from moment to moment and act accordingly. Act in a way that is proactive, non-reactive, and just let the chips fall where they may after that. That's the thing, is we don't have, we have the illusion of control. Sometimes we don't even have that. <laughs> and uh, you just, we just got to do what we got to do. And, and usually what I've found is that like, it'll, it'll fucking balance out. It will balance out over time. I mean, not necessarily for, like, the whole entire world, but I do believe that when we change ourselves with this, like, proactive willingness that it also changes the, the world. And we also don't know, kind of like the six degrees concept, we do not know the cascade effect of, like, I was thinking about the other day, and it was during uh, one of my other podcasts when I was having a fucking rant, and I was like, I'm still... And there's this part of me is even when I'm being a complete fucker, I still have this really obstinate part of me that's like, no, I'm, I'm going to fucking open up doors for little old ladies. I'm going to, I'm going to let this, this dude in, in emergent onto the fucking freeway. <laughs> I'm going to do all this stuff. There's this like stubborn tenacity. I might not be stoked at it at the, uh, for like the time being as it's happening. I'll be like, God damn it. Wow. Uh, but I. <laughs> fine, I'll, I'll, I'll let this happen, like, to this, there's a, this drive constantly, it's ingrained in me to just, no matter what I'm fucking feeling, that I, I really, I cannot, and yes, it does slip up from time to time, but I really cannot, for long term, I cannot be a fuck face to people and, and spread misery as much as I, I want to at, at any given moment in time. It's always that, that fucking internal knife fight going on. But I was thinking about that with, um, I was in the middle of doing my podcast and in my heated shit as I was just being, being my true self as it were. And I noticed that there's this guy trying to turn left and he, it, I, he may have like not known where he was going or like, but he was like, Oh shit, I'm turning left. And he put his turn signal on, which is oddly enough, it's not really, uh, that doesn't happen very often in Jacksonville. People are not a fan of the turn signal. But anyways, this dude actually did put his turn signal on. And there was enough of a gap. I didn't notice his turn signal on because he put it on like really late. But I was like, there was enough of a fucking gap there that he could kind of wedge in almost. I mean, it was kind of laughable. I mean, he barely got there. But the space was there if he like understood that it was there. And anyways, I think he, he saw it. But I could have just as easily... Uh, like, oh, that's the other thing too, was it was a big fucking intersection as we were turning left. So like, if I didn't let him in at that, that moment, he would have had to go straight and fucking cross like two or three lanes of fucking traffic, turn back around to make a fucking right hand turn. That's just insanity, and you, uh, we all know how much that shit fucking sucks when it's happening to us, and, like, uh, who knows? Like, I mean, we're always dealing with shit, and then when that shit happens to us, it's like, we're just fucking losing our goddamn minds. We're having a fucking meltdown, punching a goddamn steering wheel, and just, like, frothing at the fucking mouth. 
<laughs> anyways, and I'm pissed off, and I, but not at that particular moment. I don't know what it was. I guess, like, you know, divine allowance on, on my part, um, because it's not me. This is, I'm not saying this to, like, toot my own horn or anything, but I'm saying it more to that hopefully that little gesture, as, as tiny as it, it was, that hopefully it helped him or her uh, restore a little bit of faith in humanity and brighten their day and cut out a little bit of time. And hopefully that cascades out with the six degrees model that like maybe they're like, holy shit, some people actually do let others in <laughs> and go on these, uh, you know, go, go out of their way. It wasn't that fucking big of a deal, but it's just our willingness. Sometimes it is that big of a fucking deal, especially when we're running around being like self-entitled little fucking brats about everything. Like the world and the cosmos fucking owes us something. And, uh, but I don't know how that will cascade out and hopefully it does like that they pay it forward and you know, who knows? Like we don't, we don't know with these like tiny gestures when we refrain from our malicious vindictiveness and need for vengeance and retribution. We don't know like how that will turn out over time that that cascades out. Maybe I saved that person's life because they would have gotten T-boned by having to fucking turn around just because of my fucking vengeance or that, you know, lives were saved or, or changed in positive ways because of that tiny gesture in ways that I will never, ever know. And yeah, that might be just like a fucking pipe dream. We'll never, ever fucking know the answer to that. And it may just be, like, a ridiculous poetic way to view the world. But I guess, you know, the world's fucking ugly enough. I, I try to look at things, like, wouldn't we much rather have the opportunity and take advantage of the opportunity to look at things in a possibility kind of state instead of a this is the way it is. This is the ugliness of the fucking world. And, um... And I know some of you are out there and you're just, you're fucking in it and, and be present to that. You know, it's, it's not comfortable. And I, I fucking understand that. I of all people definitely understand that, but there is something cathartic and I know it's easier said than done, especially when your mind's under like ego tax and you're just like running shit through your mind. It's like throwing crap in your fucking brain, uh, just to get you preoccupied, to keep your mind identified with a body that, that we don't think about that, that like if we, we don't think about the concept of being a light in a dark world and, and those tiny little feeble fucking gestures and how they might actually bloom in ways that we don't fucking understand. And if that is true and that is a possibility, like why would we not do that? Why would we not do that for the world as ugly and fucked up as it is and has become. Why? Why would we not, not do that? And, um, and I do believe, and I, you know, I have good days and bad days, uh, good stretches of time and bad stretches of time, but I do believe that 
the more that we start to do that or put that into motion, put that into practice and put that into our mindfulness of like coming back to that, that hourly timer, like I was talking about that hourly timer to come back and be like, Oh shit, the timer went off. Who am I? Where am I? What, what is going on? What is my intention here? What am I here to do? We are here to do that. We are here to do light work. That's, that's the main thing. Like we, um, I guess that's the other thing is I talked a lot about um, shadow work in this podcast, but I, I think we're here to do both equally shadow work and light work. And I do believe that the quality of our light work is only as strong and pivotal and meaningful as the depth of the shadow work that we have done for ourselves. And that's that's it. I feel like that's the name of the game. The more that we do our own shadow work, that we let ourselves feel the negative shit that's going on inside of us, the more that we put that into action in a, a constructive way that doesn't actually affect the world. We put it in a symbolic way with art. That to me is our shadow work. And that is... 50% of our duty and the other 50% is, you know, it, that clears out the garbage. It allows our hidden traits of strength and assertion and uniqueness and all, all these things that are, may have been fearful or um, traits that just generally weren't accepted out of like fear, but it refines those and it integrates them in a healthy way so that we can say no to others to preserve ourselves, that we can stand up for ourselves and stand up for our truth and so that we end up having the strength to carry out our light work, whatever that may be. Um... I also, and I have a theory, this isn't solidified, but these are thoughts that I have and mixed from all, all the various thoughts and uh, philosophical studies and, and uh, various religions and, and, and things like that that I've, I've learned over time. But um, I do also think that there are like two types of, of light work. In general, I don't, I don't think it really matters as long as like you have the intention and carry out that like if you're being mindful and you observe the opportunities for light work it can be as simple as holding a door for somebody helping somebody with their groceries or even giving them the, the somebody the time of day that might need it lending somebody an ear and obviously you know taking care of yourself can be light work too but i do also think that that's a dangerous slope there is like a there's that balance that we need to understand that we need to take care of ourselves and, and we need to have, we need to develop like a, a, the wisdom, I guess, to discern the difference between taking care of ourselves versus being selfish versus arrogance in regards to trying to be everything for, for everybody else. And that's something that I've lived with and wrestled with my whole life 
I didn't even really think it was arrogance because it, it was born in fear so much, like fear of uh, abandonment and fear of non-acceptance. But that, in a certain light, is arrogance, is it not? Like that, that you have the, the control and the power. Like you have the control to, to, to dictate whether you're like... That you could like control directly the future and how people take you or what happens in the world and the arrogance that that like you could be this like extra super spectacular amazing fucking person and that's not to say that you can't be like um that 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 can't be a, a goal that you aim for but it ends up being like a slippery slope because it's ultimately unattainable and we need to find that, that, that discernment, that balance, that wisdom of understanding what, what's the cutoff line for perfection. Because we can have like an ideal of like wanting to be a specific way but and striving to end up being beneficial, being better human beings, being uh, more saint-like and, and more wise. and But we're going to fucking fail miserably. We are fallible beings. And so with that being said, we, we can't... It's a slippery slope and like beating yourself up and adding insult to injury, rubbing salt in the wound... Because we are inevitably going to fuck up. We are going to fail at certain points in time, so to speak. But with all of that stuff being said, and the thing that's coming to my mind right now that I feel like needs clarification is uh, the concept of perfection in and of itself, and that, you know, transposing non duality onto these concepts that I've been talking about to this point. Uh, really has a lot to do. I mean, I was painting this horrible picture of the world, which, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's like it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, it's kind of undeniable. Nobody's really happy right now. But what, what if? And if we can suspend our judgment, because that is very, very much a judgmental perspective. No matter how justified you feel in your judgment of existence and the cosmos and the universe or whatever you want to fucking call it and whatever you're experiencing right now. What if we refrain from our judgment just for a little while? You can pick it back up if you want to. <laughs> but for humor's sake, um, step back, look at it without judgment and start looking at things in terms of this being actually a, a perfect world and follow me on this because it's a little weird um, but that if there's like a broken window that you see that that's a perfect broken window that <laughs> in the realm of unlimited possibilities that encompasses the totality of everything and allness and which is synonymous with God, which is beyond 
segmentation, separation, duality. It's beyond human traits and emotions. It's beyond any of that stuff. It encompasses unlimited potential and all things. So included in that, broken windows need to exist and they are perfect in their existence and so are we. Even if we view ourselves as broken, as fucked up and irreparable, that we are perfect, broken, irreparable beings in the, in the moment and in being perfect in this moment that we end up transcending that dual humanity that plagues us and we wear like this like lead vest that we carry around <laughs> every second of every day and you know it's might help you might not but it's an interesting thing and an interesting exercise at least to me like to come back to every once in a while and see just how how we perceive things and look at things as a mirror and I do think it helps bridge the gap into seeing things as not so fucked up and needing to be fixed but allows room for there to be compassion and understanding which leads to healing which is another huge thing it's like well how do we how do we heal things how do we heal whether it's physical healing whether it's emotional healing whether it is um healing within relationships which is all interconnected and that everything is all connected one thing cannot happen without affecting all the other things and I encourage everyone every one of us to to go back to that to to think of that concept um, to be mindful of that to cultivate a meditation practice no matter how tiny, even if it's like a minute to like five minutes at the beginning or the end of the day to contemplate these things and to just let them be. Stop trying to control everything all the time. We try so hard as a human species to to control every fucking thing. And we do this, and it's like, what's interesting, here's another... um, exercise that can be very beneficial is the exercise of questioning your fear because we don't really do anything unless we feel like it, it basically fortifies our identity but why do we feel like we need to fortify our identity unless we don't really exactly know what the fuck we are and so it's like, why do you do anything? And it's really weird because it, it, once you follow that logic, so to speak, and you go down the rabbit hole, and it will force you down the rabbit hole because why do we do anything? And really, it paints a picture of how driven by fear we are, fear of non-existence. We act because we fear non-existence. If we didn't do anything ever... We would, in essence, die at some point because we didn't make shit happen for ourselves. 
and therefore it really paints a picture of how much we believe that we are a body and that we believe in death and we believe in the separation and that we do not really actually understand who or what we are as far as our identity. And the contemplation of that, we don't need to know exactly the answer because I do believe that the answer is somewhat unknowable because <laughs> it's kind of like asking the similar things like what, what what are we? Like who are who are you? For who whoever's listening to this, who are you? What makes you who you are? Like you could explain it's like, well for me, uh, Jordan Wolfgang Gurton. <laughs> you know, I have this Toyota Camry I'm driving uh, right now. I live in this uh, house in Jacksonville, Florida. And (laughs) I have, you know, immediate family members. And I have, like, you know, and it goes on and on and on. But, like, really, you just keep on expanding. Because it doesn't really define who you are. In essence, it'll just keep on going until you have to, like, describe the whole entire fucking universe in relation to your body in order for you to explain exactly who or what you are. And it still doesn't answer the fucking question, except for that you are basically the totality of everything. Like, you would need... Because it's like, okay, well... well, Alright, if... uh, Who am I? I'm uh, I'm the brother of uh, Melissa Michelle but who's Melissa Michelle, then I would also need something else to describe that in order to describe the relationship to me. Once again, you know, it it goes on and it is exponential until you have to describe the whole entire universe. But then that basically answers the question that that's exactly what you are. You are the totality of everything. You cannot actually describe yourself or understand the the full meaning of who and what you are and why you are, like, without describing the totality of all things. And um, it may be, like, lofty or, like, woo-woo kind of concepts or whatever. But I don't know. This is the thing that that has bothered me over time. It's like, how does that... I don't know. I don't... This is how I've always thought. And it was interesting and cathartic finding Eastern philosophy and finding non-dualism. Because... It um, just it was like it really spoke to me. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I, these are the thoughts I've already had. This is what, how I've always looked at the universe. The only times that I've I've been like super unhappy is when I put too much reality into the world. I make it too fucking real for myself, and that's so fucking true. That's exactly what that is, and. Um, And it doesn't have to fucking be that way. And when I sit back and I anchor myself into these things, I'm like, oh my god, this this is okay. It's all right. This is this is it. This is. I don't have to fucking worry about anything. It's like I've always been. I've always. I will be okay. And um, and you will be too. It's gonna be all right. And uh, it helps to sit with this stuff, even if it feels uncomfortable and foreign right now. It's like. It's going to be okay. You don't need to know the answers. We don't need to know the answers. And 
the answers are always there. They're always ever-present. That if we can just refrain from our judgment at any given moment in time, we end up feeding the wolf of light, so to speak. And that is the answer. Because there's no definitive one answer. It's just, you know, what is the answer for any given moment in time? Because now is the only time that we have. And I always go back to that. And I will, yes, I will sound like a broken record time and time and time and time again because this is like the repetition that is needed for me and for everyone, for all of us, that we get caught up in in shit. And even if we don't feel like it in the moment, there is only one answer at any given moment in time. There's one answer to all questions. There's one action for all beingness within the present moment. But we have to let go of that that need to control everything, the need to control the future, and relinquish our regret from the past because that's really what like, controls all of it. It's like all of us have this, this trauma that we have sustained in our life, like damages that, that fucking stick with us, that, that we've sustained a lot of us. Before we were like seven years old and it was like cemented into our subconscious and it's just rough and, and it's, it's hard when we're dragging the past into the present constantly and then it, it, it solidifies the future as being a replication of the past and we enslave the future to be no different from the past. And that's why when we wake up and we feel like it's fucking Groundhog Day, it's because we've been doing that. We've been dragging the past into the present and we won't fucking leave it be in the past and we won't look at the moment as a completely new blank slate of a moment, no matter how much it might look like the past, it's always an opportunity for us to feed the wolf of light and change that. Uh, It's another thing, too, in regards to karma, which I cannot stress enough, which is strictly just cause and effect. We, uh, because of all the terminology that's been thrown around wildly anymore, it's demeaned everything to the point where it doesn't really have any fucking strength or meaning anymore. But that is, karma is just straight up cause and effect. And if we're looking at it, I guess, in a more esoteric way, that we end up, how do I say it, like, when we are accruing bad karma, which is kind of a misnomer, because there's no good or bad, it's just it's just cause and effect. Good and bad are, are judgments which we need to relinquish, because everything is exactly as it needs to be at any given moment in time, whether we feel like it is or not, or we feel like it's beneficial. Like, we don't. We don't know. The only wisdom that we can actually fully have is an understanding that we don't know anything at all. But anyways, if we're perceiving bad karma and something happens and it's like really fucking unpleasant and we don't know what the fuck to do with it and we're sick and tired 
of something because it reminds us of something from the past. We're just like, shit, like I keep fucking doing this. I keep doing this. I keep having this experience. I keep having this feeling. Like, what do we, what am I doing here? What am I fucking doing wrong? And it's like, what are we doing wrong? What we're doing wrong is we're, we're, we're thinking that because it feels like this, that it is the past. And it's, it's not. What it is is actually an opportunity to break free of the past. But only if we can refrain from our judgment and uh, reaction and retaliation at certain points in time that it may come to retaliation and retribution. But it's these thoughts, they're all linked together, that if we react, that is, that is Newtonian duality right there. Uh, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And when you're reacting, you are stating that the past is real, it did happen to you, you're sick and tired of it, and it's happening now, and you solidify it in truth, and that's where where it is. And you're going to feel fucking miserable for a little while or a long while, uh, an indeterminate amount of time, and then you will forget about it, and it'll come back around again, because you didn't learn your lesson. We didn't learn our lesson. We didn't be like, oh shit, this seems fucking familiar. Oh, I'm tired of this feeling because it feels fucking familiar. Why? Because I've been doing all of this and it's not the world doing this to me. It's that I have the opportunity to fucking change it. It's a blank slate as uncomfortable as it may feel. But, and I don't know if it gets any easier because it's weird. Like when we have moments like these, it really taps in into like this weird resistance like the cosmos knows exactly what weak points we have of resistance where we don't want to fucking like let go we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to be wrong we don't want to be wrong we're just like no i'm i'm right it is like the fucking past i am getting fucked over and this is bullshit and i'm justified in feeling this way and i'm blah 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 blah, blah. and when we do that oh we fucked up See you in another year. See you in another week. See you in another fucking decade. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's it's coming back around, and hopefully we will fucking remember it. Uh, Buddhists call it, uh, or they, what is it? I can't fucking remember. But, oh, Forgotten Arrows, I guess. Gorgots even fucking wrote a song about it. <laughs> but uh, I'll have to add that to this. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's kind of like this whole like concept that we shoot arrows up into the sky, like karmic arrows, so to speak. And then we shoot them so fucking high that it takes them forever to land. So then we forgot that we even shot the arrow in the first place. And we're fucking walking around, like living our life. And we're like, hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I didn't shoot that arrow like a day ago, a year ago, a decade ago. And then it fucking hits and it hits us because we're walking around and at some point because we shot it so fucking high we were walking around in front of it and it finally fucking hit us after all this time and it was the arrow that we shot and it fucking hit ourselves and it's this concept and it's it's what we do it's what we fucking do as humans and we can break it we can we can break it and i don't know it's an awesome concept and i don't remember or recall what you can do about it. I mean, I have some kind of troubles with, with Buddhism sometimes because 
I almost feel like it, I don't know, I can reserve that for, for later, but I feel like in, in practicing Buddhism sometimes it ends up locking in on this kind of morose perspective of impermanence, which is like true. I mean, you can't argue with it, but I, I also feel like there's this immense emphasis on deprivation so that you don't end up feeling anything ever. And I know certain people, certain Buddhists don't, don't view that, view it that way. But I know that certain aspects of turning off, there's certain aspects of any fucking religion or, or spiritual practice that might rub me the wrong way. But with anything, we are our own mind and we can pick and choose shit and we can make things work for ourselves. Um, and when we expand our minds, like, you know, we might come back to things later that may, might not have clicked or under, we may not have understood it, but to keep open minds. And anyways, but that is how to alleviate, I guess. And this is what I found out through non-dualism, which is another reason why I, I love non-dualism is because it's like, live your life, love shit, like uh, enjoy stuff. Try to be as happy as you can be. Nothing will ever give you permanent happiness here, so understand that. But that doesn't mean that you have to give up the things that do give you joy. If you love that fucking cheeseburger, then, like, enjoy it and bless that. And thank, be thankful for the cow for giving it up its life. And be thankful for whoever processed it. And just be, like, in this constant state of gratitude. And so, anyways... I reached my destination, but I guess I'll leave you with this. But I mean, if you're shooting a forgotten arrow and we all are, we're all fucking shooting forgotten arrows that the way to stop it is to recognize when we've been triggered, recognize when we feel like we've woken up and it's groundhog day again. We're just like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing over again. Like, I don't want to fucking feel this way anymore. I don't want to do this. This has happened my whole fucking life. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And then the, the, the answer is like, then don't, don't do it. Be present to that emotion, but don't react. Whatever is going on, be as communicative as you can with those around you involving it. Let them know about your present state that you're going on, that's going on inside of you. Be, try to be as honest as fucking possible. And you don't have to fucking keep shit up that is caustic and, and not working. And, um, you know, it, it, is, it is that simple. It's not easy, but it is that simple. And when we do that, it will sever that. It will make the arrow, the forgotten arrow that we shot, it will make it miss us. And that is the opportunity. Um, and that is the flip, too. When we experience unpleasant shit, I, I swear by it, even though I get caught up in it, too, and I get the ego resistance, and it's like, I don't want to... Even though I practice this shit forever, like, sometimes I get in these modes where I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking do it. I know. I know how to do it. And it's like, yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> the only way that you can diffuse it is the same way that you've always done it. But sometimes we just need to let our emotions run out so that... You know, if we can do that, sometimes we need to sit with that, like, you know, shit, I don't fucking feel it. I don't feel it right now. I'm going to sit with this for a few days and not react, by the way, but just be present to, you know, don't speak to anybody. Don't react. Don't fucking 
put your foot in your mouth. Don't make any actions that are going to be destructive because that solidifies that forgotten arrow. But once you work through that shit and then you come to like your centering point and then you're able to act and communicate and do that accordingly proactively and in a way that's beneficial to all people involved, that's the key. And that's when you will start alleviating, you know, the forgotten arrows will start to miss you. They'll hit the ground instead of you. And life will be a little bit brighter. Uh, Opportunities, positive opportunities will be a lot more frequent. And um, that's basically it. That's it in a nutshell. It's almost like that's fucking life. That's just life uh, in a nutshell. I guess the other piece that I was going to say to you, the last thing that I'll leave you with is um, that I lost my fucking train of thought. Always like I'm stunned or something, but I never am. But when we start practicing this, and granted we'll have like some dark days, but some some days when it, it it's a little bit more challenging than others. But in time we will start to feel and understand that like when something is unpleasant, it's actually an opportunity to break the cycle. And then we can start to kind of get a little bit excited about it and not as flustered and phased like we have in the past. So when something doesn't go our fucking way, we're not like a, a little tiny toddler stomping our, our foot and like screaming. That shit didn't go our fucking way that we can be like, oh shit, this actually feels really uncomfortable, which means <laughs> that this is an opportunity to have something far greater than I ever had before. It's an opportunity to break this fucking cycle so I can get this stupid fucking ball and chain off my leg and not get hit by this fucking forgotten arrow for like the 20,000th time. So anyways, I've been talking to your guys' ear off. I hope this stuff has helped, and I will talk to you guys later. And uh, I will add gore guts as forgotten arrows if it's on here. So... I'll see what I can find, and uh, here's Forgotten Arrows.